Well, we're here today because of one big word, resurrection. What does it mean? What does it mean? Well, we know we can look in a dictionary and it simply means the raising up from the dead. It means a, a lifting up. But the real question is, do we believe it? Do we believe that Jesus actually died on that cross? Do we believe that his dead body was put in a tomb? And do we believe that three days later, life came back into that dead body that had been beaten to a pulp? Do we believe that he ascended into the heavens? Do we believe he came back and was seen by witnesses? Do we believe that? We can read it, but do we believe it? Jesus made a statement at that Seder meal that started communion for us that as we look back at it now, I wonder if those disciples even heard him say it when he said it and what it meant. When he said, the shepherd will be struck down and the sheep will scatter. They knew if they were listening, that it meant him, that that was another prophecy that was being fulfilled in his life to be the Messiah. Along with that statement, he didn't stop there. If they were listening very close, he said, but after I am raised up, I'll go before you. Again, it's a lot to take in, especially for those first disciples. They didn't want anything happening to Jesus and they knew if they got to him, they were going to get to them as well. Well, the point is this. The sheep did scatter, every single one of them. It reminds me of a story that parallels to where we are today, of a Sunday school class of four-year-olds. And the teacher asked the children on Palm Sunday, which was last Sunday, the Sunday before Easter or Passover Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, and said, Class, do you know what today is? And a little four-year-old lifted up her little index finger and said, Today's Palm Sunday. And the teacher, of course, for children that age, was just so complimentary. said, Oh, that's wonderful, darling. That's great. You're exactly right. And do you know what next Sunday is? And before any of the other students said anything, the same little girl rose her finger. She said, Next Sunday's Easter Sunday. And the teacher once again said, oh my, that's, you are one bright young lady. That's great. And do you know the, the purpose behind Easter? Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. She said that Easter Sunday is the day that Jesus arose from the dead. And before the teacher could compliment her, she said, and if he doesn't see his shadow, he'll have to go back in the hole for seven weeks. kind of where we are today is is the story of antiquity fabulized in our mind or is it reality has it been mixed and spun and stirred with other things when it comes to church many of us that have been churched a long time I mean, we've done a lot of different things called church we've had 
incredible big events. We've had smaller events, social events, just on and on and on. And, you know, a lot of people kind of like social activities and be able to get together. But do we believe in the resurrection? You see, those first believers were scattered. On this day so long ago, according to the Gospels, the first one that got there to that empty tomb was Mary Magdalene. It had seven demons cast out of her earlier in life. You see, she wasn't coming there because she just knew that she knew that she knew, I'm going to see an empty tomb. She was marveling at the fact that it was empty and didn't know what to do. Where have they taken his body? She had heard that he would be raised the third day, but again, to comprehend that. As we read the Gospels, we get different variations of the views going on, kind of a 3D effect. It wasn't just Mary Magdalene today. There was another Mary, the, Mary, the mother of James, excuse me. And then, of course, uh, Joanna. And there were other ladies mentioned, Salome. All of them, they were there with spices because Jesus' body was taken down so quick. It wasn't prepared perfectly the way they typically did. And they were coming there just hoping somebody could roll the stone back and they could do dignity to his emaciated body. Story didn't stop there. Even before Jesus' body went in the tomb, you had Nicodemus and you had Joseph of Arimathea. It was because of Joseph that there was a place to rest Jesus' body, and yet they were just doing due diligence. Two very powerful men serving on the Sanhedrin, which was like senators today. But did they believe? They had heard, would he, would he really resurrect? wasn't just them as well. We know that a little later, as those ladies got away, it was Mary Magdalene that caught up with the first two disciples, John, and, and uh, we find that as John was there that day, she was telling him, and then Peter came along, and yeah, the, the tomb is empty. And so John outruns Peter and gets there and, and looks in, but doesn't go in, and then Peter goes in and comes out with these grave clothes. He's not here. The, the, the shroud, it's still here, but the body's not here. The Bible says, then John believed. He would meet his disciples, of course, over the next 40 days uh, as he was seen multiple times. He would get to his own disciples that had been with him for over three years in ministry. They had seen Lazarus raised from the dead they had witnessed so many other miracles. If here they are wrestling with all of this, and Jesus would appear to them. Most of them, the first evening, they were struggling. They were struggling. Thomas wasn't there. It was over another week before he's there, and that's the great story where we see him. Well, I know what the rest of you are saying, but I'm not going to believe. No, I mean, how can I believe? Somebody resurrecting from that. No, I, I, I just, I want to believe, but I can't believe that unless I can touch his hands myself where those nails were. And if I can touch his side with that spear, just riveted his side. But Jesus complimented him for that and showed up again. 
In other words, the Bible doesn't hide the fact that they were all struggling. Struggling. What about us today? You may have, maybe you were raised in church. Whatever country, whatever state you were born in, maybe you were raised in a Christian family, maybe you weren't, but you've heard the story. Maybe you were at a youth camp and, and you prayed in an altar somewhere and you said you believe in Jesus. But do you believe in the resurrection? Could he go through all of that and come back from the dead? The swoon theory that's come up multiple times through the generations. Oh, he didn't really die on the cross. He just passed out and they were able to get his body and never went to the tomb. Was he really dead? And did life come back into that body? There's another scene where almost 40 days later, Jesus fulfilled what he told him. He said, I'll, I'll go before you in Galilee, and they're there, and they had been fishing, and Jesus is already on the bank. You know the story, and he's already frying fish on the beach. Outfished him again. And he looks at Peter, and he said, Peter, do you love me? Do you agapeo me? That's the Greek word. Yeah, well, yes, Lord. Ask the second time, do you agapeo me? Yes, Lord. But the third time, you see, there's actually a different word used there. Do you phileo love me? You see, the first two times, he was asked him, do you believe with your mind? But the third time, but do you believe in your heart? Do you believe in your heart? You see, you can be indoctrinated with Christianity. You can hear the stories and just go along, and I hope that's right. But do you believe in your heart in this resurrection? The cross, of course, as a result of it, we have new life. We've been promised forgiveness. We've been promised that we can receive forgiveness of our sin. But I love 1 John 5, 13, when the same man, John, who had got to the tomb first before Peter and peered in, is the same one now writing this, and he's a much older man, and he's talking to Another generation, matter of fact, two generations moved, removed from that. And you'll find in 1 John 5, 13, says, but to those who believe, you may know that you have eternal life. Those words just leap from the book because this is an eyewitness. This is the one that went into that empty tomb. His body's not here. But this is the same man that was at the foot of the cross and saw how badly he had been beaten. He heard him say, it is finished. I watched him die. I was right there gazing up upon him. He was dead. And now he's writing so much longer removed from that time to generations that couldn't be eyewitnesses of it like he was. 
He says, but if you'll believe, you may have eternal life. You see, it's that cross that promises us new life. It's that tomb that promises eternal life. New life and eternal life is offered to us. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I want to read verse 12 through 19. Would you stand with me as we read God's word together? Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ. Whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Wow. Then those also who have fallen asleep, in other words, died as believers in Christ, they've just perished. Verse 19, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. You can be seated for just a moment. I promise I'm not going to preach much longer. But here's the question. If he didn't raise from the dead, you've just wasted your time coming here today. You've wasted pay and tithe for years. Sunday school teachers, you've wasted your time. All the great singing all the great instrument playing in churches, all the passion plays, all the efforts going out in the community, the mission efforts, it's all futile. It means nothing. You've just wasted your time if he didn't raise from the dead. I've preached a lot of funerals. And many of those that I've done, I have an assurance because of the life they lived and their confession of faith that they were true believers. But if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, we just lost them and we'll never see him again. But if he did raise from the dead, there's hope. I used to be a lot younger than I am today. And now I'm getting of an age where I'm seeing doctors more often. Can I have a witness in the house? You know what they're telling me? You're getting old. And this body's wearing out. And it's going to go back where it came from. Is that going to be the end? Is that going to be over? Or is there hope of a resurrection? 
You see, again, we're Gentiles for the most part, and we know about Easter Sunday. But it is Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits are the feast of the Lord. Today is first fruits. Jesus did die, and he rose the third day. And immediately, he went in the heavens. How do we know that? It was Mary that called him out there in the garden. Finally, and I know for many years, we didn't understand totally because of translations. We thought that he said to her, touch me not, for I haven't yet ascended. But that's not what happened. Can you imagine the emotions that woman had when she saw him alive again? What would you do, ladies? You hugged him with everything you had. And he said, don't cling to me now. I've got to ascend because it's first fruits. And I've got to go before the Father. Because there's going to be people meeting in a sanctuary on Algo Road, Marietta, Georgia, in 2021 that need to hear the message that there's a hope of resurrection. If, I don't, if you don't let me go right now, Mary, that won't happen for them. Let me go so that I can get to him and show just like the priests are on the earth, they were waving the first of the harvest, the barley, saying, this promises that there'll be a greater harvest, and that's exactly what Jesus was doing because there had been a few resurrected with Jesus, and he was taking them with him and just said, these are wonderful, but there's a whole lot more going to come after them. As John said, if we believe, then we know we have eternal life. Would you stand with me today?